welcome to the Big Three Podcast, a weekly podcast from Gaimi Baptist Church, where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. Because we believe that one of the spaces where faith can grow is in those small conversations about the big topics. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Big Three. My name's Matt Willis and I'm here with <laughs> Jessica Baker, despite the fact that she tried very hard to get out of it. Look, great news for you guys. <laughs> Terrible news for me. I was way too eager and thought I was going on a holiday a week sooner than I was. Yes. So if you joined us for last week's episode, Jess wrapped up by kind of like, saying, Laters. see you later, I'm out, going on leave. And, Mic um, drop, off I pop, here I am. <laughs> Not the case. She was a week too early. Uh, <laughs> really upsetting realisation for me. Um, but I'm excited to be here yeah. for another week. <laughs> and this is my favourite format of, Matt, you smashed the sermon out. I did. And now Mark's going to tell gonna you gonna... how it went <laughs> in 40 minutes of just explaining it better than you ever could. <laughs> Which I'm here for. This is actually just a feedback session yeah, for me. Absolutely. It's my review, my, <laughs> my staff review. Love it, love it. Love it. Well, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, I did do the sermon mm-hmm. on Sunday. It was in our series, The One, mm-hmm. and I talked about being the one Christian in someone's life, not just a Christian in the world. Um, so, uh, like, it feels weird plugging my own sermon, but mm. um, it was awesome. So go listen to it on our podcast. <laughs> yep, yep, and it is up on YouTube. Can it confirm. Can, <laughs> can confirm it's also on YouTube. Yeah. So you can watch it live. How mm-hmm. delightful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but before we get Mark in to answer questions about my sermon. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell us uh, what the big three are for today? Question one is what might help overcome our instinct to offer what we think someone else needs rather than what they need? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Help us with that. Thank <laughs> you very much. Question two, how can we manage our expectations if someone remains disinterested? Mm. <laughs> Most of the people in my life. And question three, what does it look like to offer Jesus when the opportunity arises? Mm, so what do you actually do? Mm, my heart rate rises, I get sweaty palms. The anxiety kicks yeah, in. I'm like, spirit, lead me, please. Oceans replaying in my head and then I'm off. And hoping the spirit comes out of my mouth. I'd rather just like, Jesus. Is what usually happens. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, let's go get a latte. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So some some more depth to that. Yeah, would be maybe good. maybe a little bit more, a little yeah. bit more insight, a yeah. little bit more reflection on that. Well, um, let's bring him in, Mark Radar. Welcome to the Big Three. Hello, <laughs> hello, Matt, and welcome, Jess. Thank you. It's so good to be here. <laughs> yeah, you sound just thrilled. <laughs> I know. I'd rather be in a shoebox of an office <laughs> in. Instead of the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Here we Indeed. are. It's the Indeed. reality. How are you, Mark? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah just, you know, the year is well and truly started, so I feel like I'm kind of back in the swing of things. Already so. exhausted? No, not yet. Oh, not yeah, okay. which is kind of nice. And partly because not everything has started up yet. So, like, lecturing hasn't started up yet. So, uh, that's kind of the last thing that I kind of add into my week, and that'll bring a certain degree of additional busyness because it's always lovely to just add more things on yeah well i mean i really enjoy the lecturing but it does it's just you know blocks of time Mm. that right now i don't like i can feel differently Mm. so i'm not out on monday nights now because i will be when i'm lecturing um so i can just kind of do my morally work you know on a tuesday and 
you know, nine to five and I'm done. Uh, and then once the semester starts, it just, just gets different. So. And there's a good chance that you're going to be lecturing to like a GBC cohort. Well, there's a possibility of it. So yeah. the, uh, uh, for those of you who have already registered, uh, free plug, free plug, free plug. <coughs> Old Testament that. overview, Old Testament 003. I'm, I was going to be teaching it at Hurstville, mm. uh, the ministry center there and the Baptist ministry center there. But the, as last I heard, they didn't have quite enough registrations like for a cohort there. Mm. Um, and uh, that happened last year as well. And uh, the fellow who taught it last year just ended up doing it at his church where they had, you know, a dozen people or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, that might happen again this this time. So 32 people. 32, GBC. 33. I 33. Think oh, it's gone up. It's gone up. Yeah. Do you have to do assignments? No, no that's, that's the, the beauty whole, of it. Uh, <clears throat> have you done Old Testament 003? No. And I actually, like, I don't, like, as much as I would love to, uh, like I don't need it for my for my course. Okay, so right. you don't need the Old Testament. Well, I've already it's done the other the two. <laughs> I've already done the, the two other Old Testament. 001 and 002. Yeah, yeah they so. sound thrilling. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, they, they do in two semesters what Mark is doing in in one. Oh, yes. that sounds yes. overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it's it's very much like it is. It's an overview of the Old Testament. Mm. So it's uh, the way I've spoken about it is it's kind of trying to give people. A, a perspective of the forest of the Old Testament, but then also paying some attention to the different types of trees, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit of here's the big picture, here's at ground level, here's mm. the big picture, here's at ground level. Um, Don't give away so. your amazing uh, <coughs> metaphors. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I've only got one. So. That's week one. That's week one. <laughs> yeah. No, so it's good. I'm really looking forward to yeah, it. But, and uh, and the possibility of possibly being able to lecture here would be would be great. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a lot of fun to do it kind of with you know, our people and yeah. and all that. So. And also. Closer to home. And Delightful. closer to home. That Delightful. would that would also not Can't be complain. that would not be a bad thing. So. <laughs> All right. Well, enough of that. Let's get into the big three. <laughs> so Mark. Matt talked about <laughs> being the person in someone's life, getting to know them so that you can then um, meet their needs. Say like, what kind of Jesus do they need today? Let's yep, give them sure. that. But say you're absolutely emotionally unintelligent. You've got no idea. <laughs> or like me, you just like to talk about yourself. Um, what might help overcome our instinct to offer what we think someone else needs rather than what they actually need? Yeah, yeah it's a good, it's a good question. And I think, you know, there's, I, I think there's a couple of layers in it. Like I thought that, you know, um, you know, Matt's example of, you know, what it was you and Sam. Sam, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the first year of marriage and mm. a little stressful and. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a breeze. But I think like, I think one of the things that I'm not stands, stands out to me from that story, but I think one of the important pieces in that is that you were both under stress. Yeah. And I think when you're both under stress or when you're under stress, it's much harder to overcome mm. that natural, right? Because Instinct, it's, that, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of that flight or f mm -hmm. fight kind of mentality. And so you end up kind of falling back into default patterns and mm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that we need to be kind of aware of our own <laughs> emotional state, first of all, and, and to some degree not be so hard on ourselves if we default to <laughs> mm. this is what I need. Mm. And so I'm going to tell you mm. uh, when we're under stress, but, but I think under normal circumstances, uh, you know, I think the, the best thing to do is just to, to listen mm. 
um, and to ask, mm. you know, like to some degree, like I, I mean, you should you should probably answer this question, you know, like what do you and Sam do now? Like, do you ever stop and say, like, do you want me to do you want me to solve this, or do you yeah, want me just to listen? I heard about that in a marriage podcast of like before you start a conversation with your spouse, be like, is this a listening conversation or is this a like problem solving conversation? Yeah. And then when did I hear that too? I don't know. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we both need that information. <laughs> we are people who will talk first and listen second. You're absolutely right. No, yeah, like I think like we've gotten – like I talked about it being a really light bulb moment in our marriage. And I think in any relationship it's yep. like when you find that um, that dynamic. But like for – like, and I'm, I'm glad that it happened early in our marriage because it, it set up a good practice mm. of us kind of going. And some, sometimes – I mean, I'd like to say that we kind of do that at the beginning of um, sure. a conversation because that kind of demonstrates some kind of, you know, forethought and whatnot and that we don't just lunge into conversations. But we do kind of like there will be times where we kind of stop a conversation where like actually like I think we're trying to do different things here. Mm. Yep. Um, but I've got, like I've also got friendships mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I've got friendships where it'll be like, like I'll be like I just need a, I, I, I just need a talk. Mm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll be like, oh, do you like – I've got a couple of friends who will ask, like, do you, do you want my mm. input? And like, and sometimes, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut and up just, and yeah, just shut up and listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you, this is a monologue. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but I also think like, uh, I think how do we overcome that instinct also comes from, have you done enough work to create the opportunity? Like, I mm-hmm. think sometimes our immediate response to, provide what we would want Mm -hmm. in that situation comes from not understanding what someone needs. So maybe you haven't done the groundwork yet to know and Mm -hmm. kind of build the space to offer what they need. Because I do believe that for majority of people, if they've got someone that they care about, they, the motivation is to offer something helpful. (coughs) Yeah. And, and normally if, if you care about them, you know them well enough that you would have the insight of, I think I know what you need Mm -hmm. in this moment. Like, you know, I, I've got, you know, my wife, I've got some friends who I know need like listening Mm -hmm. first, but I've got other people in my life who I know like come to me for like, I want to flesh this out. Like, let's talk about this. Let's like, so yeah, let's problem solve. Um, it's like, it seems to me that there's kind of two edges of it, right? Mm. There's the kind of self-awareness component yeah. of like, this is how, this is what I mm. need, or this is mm. what I default to, or this mm. is what I find easier, you know, whether it be love languages or, you know, in a situation of listening or advice giving, like yeah. I, I want to be a problem solver rather than just listening, or I just want to listen rather than problem solver, mm. the case might be. So I think there's that self-awareness piece because as we're self-aware, then I think we can also, there's that little voice in your head that kind of goes, you're doing it again. Mm. Right. Like, you know, you're, you're overthinking this or you're, um, (coughs) excuse me, whatever the case might be. And then I think there is to, to your point, Jess, there's that, do I, how well do I know the person Mm. that I'm seeking to serve? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, you know, if, if you were away from them, like, you know, as you, as you are now with, from those friends, like you're able to kind of identify the, these are the sorts of mm. things that they want. Like if you can answer those questions then that, then you're means, probably in good stead. Yeah, yeah. You're probably a little bit farther down the path. Mm. I think then, you know, often, you know, again, the heart of the question is really how do you overcome the default? Because mm. too often we're not, we're not, 
we don't start our days thinking I'm just going to be on the lookout for what other people need. Mm. Like we're just, it's like, I got to get through my to-do list. I got to do the things I got to get done. Like, <laughs> you know, survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all this sort of stuff. And so when an opportunity arises, we tend not to think, Oh wait, what do they need? Mm. You just kind of blast into mm. it. And I think that we just want to try to the best of our ability through self-awareness and awareness of the people yeah. that we're serving to be able to say, okay, just, take that deep breath, catch ourselves even mm. in the middle of it. Like mm. even to say, Oh, actually hang on. I'm giving you advice. Mm. Is that what you wanted? Mm. Like, or have I, have I overstepped? Like, cause you can mm. always stop, mm. you know, halfway through or yeah. you know, whatever the case might be. So I think it's, it's a tricky one. It's yeah. a tricky one. And I think there's another aspect to it. Like, because we're, we're not just, we're not just, um, like to be the one is not just to be someone who's, like a good friend, although that is part of it. And that's yep. an important, like, I think that's where we launch from. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise people become projects and, and that's not helpful. And then it becomes about us and not about mm-hmm. them. But there is also like, you know, we're wanting to be Jesus. Yep. So there is scope in that self-reflective practice mm-hmm. to kind of invite the Holy Spirit in and kind of go, you know, like I need you to guide me in this space. Mm-hmm. I need you to prompt me. I need you to kind of have that, like give me that little light bulb moment in in that exact situation yep. Yep. of hey this is where this is where you can offer something and you yep. know through prayer and reflection the spirit kind of helping you understand what mm-hmm. that person needs of Jesus in that mm-hmm. moment yeah yep. like it's a, it's a it's a both not a yes. not an either yeah yeah i think so and i think you know the you know the opportunity as well i think to be quite deliberate about you know mm in particular relationships mm. as well, right? Like, mm. you know, just to, to, you know, to, to ask the Holy Spirit to be, um, you kind of, you know, giving you the, the alert sound yep. earlier yep. in the piece, you know, in <laughs> this relationship in particular, you know, um, so that you're just a little bit more mm. focused, you yep. know, it'd be good to be past our default in yep. all of our relationships, I suppose. Mm. But, you know, I think mm. there are some really critical ones where we'd want to be really present yeah. in that space. Mm. Yeah. I just remembered where we got that where? marriage thing. It was a TikTok. <laughs> so our, our algorithms are the same. <laughs> yeah, a very intellectual marriage podcast is where I received that. Event. I can picture it now. <laughs> so guys, get on TikTok. There's really good stuff there. Amazing. Jeez. I mean, the views expressed by, the <laughs> by by these hosts and not the views of GBC. <laughs> All right. I love that so much. That really just sums us up. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, before we go down. Uh, Maybe I should do Old Testament 101 <laughs> to get a bit more academics in my life. Uh, well, before we allow TikTok to completely override this podcast, let's get on to question two. So, Mark, you know, I think talking about before is about you know being intentional about I guess identifying the people who we can be the one to building a relationship with them like and that like that requires something of us right like we're, we're not just treating them as tasks or boxes to tick they're people in our lives we're giving them yep. space yep. Um, so how do we manage our expectations if someone just remains disinterested in like in matters of faith. In matters of and, faith, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Hello. I'm trying to be Jesus here. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's one option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can see that going so well. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I think like as, as, um, as an analogy, mm. um, you know, being a parent, you know, and Jess, you've got this a little bit, it's a little bit further down the path for you, but eventually your daughter's going to start making her own decisions. And she already does. I don't know if you've met yeah. my daughter. Well, yeah. she is fussy. Yeah. And there'll be times when you'll kind of be like, you'll, she will know what you believe she ought to do or what you have advised her to do but then we'll do the opposite well <laughs> she may yeah um and in those circumstances right like you want the best for your kids mm. um you know you see their life from a particular perspective um you know i'd like to think that as a parent you've you know, you've got a few more runs on the board like mm. all of those sorts of things and yet they then they may make a decision that's contrary to the decision that you would like them to make or that you value whatever the case might be and and yet you've still got that relationship to maintain mm. right like mm. um you know i know that in certain circumstances extended opposition to or living in contrary ways yeah. can be can break relationships mm. amongst family you know but ultimately i think you would love to think that the relationship would continue mm. right um and so there may be met but there may be matters as a parent where you you know you have to deal with your own disappointment or you have to deal with um you know uh, that sense of okay well they're their own person. They have to make their decision. They have to come to their, um, their realizations, their commitments, their values. Like I've done my bit, right? Like all that sort of stuff. I think there's, that's a not, not a bad analogy to consider then with, with our friends mm. and coworkers mm. and neighbors. Mm. Are our children projects? Not really. Like it, that's not the best the hard work though. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> you know, they're not, we wouldn't say that our children are projects, but there is a certain element where we do want the best mm. for them. And we want to do the best that we can to help them have the, the best. Right. Mm. And I think that's the same with our friends and family members, mm. or coworkers mm. who, you know, think Jesus is irrelevant or don't think about him much at all or think that he's his teachings are dangerous or that mm. Christians are all mm. jerks or whatever the case might be. And so, you know, without, as you, you know, as I think is a good warning, we don't want to make people projects, mm. but we do, you know, we want the best for our friends, mm. you know, and so there'll be times when I think we will, you know, speak out of our values mm. or speak mm. out of our desire that they might think differently about mm. Jesus or think about Jesus or, or whatever the mm. case might be. And they might just refuse yeah, for whatever reason. Um, and we, we need to realize that there'll be some disappointment in that. Yeah. There'll be some managing of the relationship in that because that's how relationships really function. Um, and so there is some work, to be done in that space, right? Yeah. Like, I think we just need to be to acknowledge that that's the case. I think the temptation is to withdraw Jesus from the conversations altogether, right? Yeah. Because then we maintain the relationship. I'm not disappointed. You're not uncomfortable, right? And we can just have the good stuff. And we can just have the good stuff. 
but if we want to take our if our, those relationships really do matter to us mm. then we have to grapple with hey yeah. you're really important to me and this is you know Jesus is really important to me and makes a difference in my life and I want to try to demonstrate that and I don't want you to feel uncomfortable and I don't want to be disappointed or have you disappointed with me but you know, like that's, that's part of the, that's part of the negotiation. So I think we have to be aware that the temptation is to withdraw, Mm. um, to kind of take that off the table and that just diminishes the relationship. Mm. Right. Mm. I mean, the, the power of a, you know, of a really close friendship is that everything's on the table. Yeah. Right. Uh, our best relationships are where everything's on the table Mm. Our we can have good relationships with other people, but not everything's on the table. We often have really good relationships with coworkers, but not everything is on the table. Yeah. Right. We share our work space together. We might talk about bits and pieces of our lives where there's um, congruence or alignment. We don't bring everything to work. Mm. Right. People who bring everything to work. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's too much. Right. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boundaries. You know, it's so. me. It's yeah. me in the office. That's who I am. That's why you're saying it. <laughs> I, I, I told you this was, the staff review. <laughs> I, I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> oh, okay, Because yeah, I don't have the same algorithm. Really. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think you have to be on TikTok to get an algorithm. Yeah. Um, so I think that we need to be aware of like that dynamic in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are we are we finding ways to to bring Jesus onto it, into the relationship? But I think that you know, to some degree. Um, one of the most important things that that we can remember, and and again, there's an analogy with being a parent. You know, to some degree, like our children aren't our own, right? Like as people of faith, I believe that like these are like God created my children, and they're His children as well as mine, and I'm a steward in that space. But they're not mine to control or to bend to my will or whatever the case might be, um, and. And so like you do need to kind of like let God do what God will do, mm. right? Um, to some degree, you know, if you want to kind of connect the the first two sermons in the series, it's kind of remembering that it's the soil, right? Like so when Jesus tells the story of the the four soils and the seed chucked everywhere, part of it, you know, as I, as I said in Mark's gospel, part of it is to describe why his ministry looks like a bit of a failure, right? He's shown up as like the Messiah, universal implications, just unbelievable stuff. And then the religious leaders think he's demon possessed. The crowds are just kind of amazed, but don't believe his disciples are confused. His family just want to take him home and give him a lie down. Cause he's obviously acting strange. You're like, well, what, what happened here? Mm. And Jesus is shall we say his answer is, well, <laughs> it's your hearts, right? Like, mm. and so I think we need to, we need to keep in mind that, you know, our task is to kind of be like the farmer in that parable. Mm. It's to throw seed everywhere, you know? So, you know, the uh, plan a principles that, you know, we've um, uh, begun to adopt here, you know, the, the principle of sowing, it's not about converting and like, that's not the third principle, right? Convert people. Now just sow seeds and look for interest, right? Mm. You sow the seed, and if it lands on some good soil and there's a conversation to be had or something great, have that. If it bounces off the path and <laughs> into the rocks, okay, <laughs> we're like, we're good. Um, yeah, but I think that uh, that kind of takes some of the, uh, not the pressure off, but kind of takes some of the responsibility off, right? Because I think sometimes we can end up taking responsibility. Like I have to do more so that 
my coworker Jess starts asking questions about Jesus and, you know, wants to come to church or whatever it is. And it's like, well, no, I, I need to try to live as faithfully as I can to the values and principles of the kingdom and to be as as much as like Jesus as I can be in terms of, you know, my language and my attitudes and my behaviors and, you know, my kind and forgiving and compassionate, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately then, you know, and praying for opportunities and, and then let God do his work. Mm. Um, So I think that those are two components I think are really helpful to consider, right? Just like, don't, don't take responsibility for what we can't do. Yeah. Like I can't change a heart. Mm. Um, And, and I think, you know, I think we need to be asking, you know, are these relationships ones where we can p- put everything on the table, like where it's, where I bring everything to the relationship. And, and those might, there might not be many relationships that are like that. Like you don't have those relationships with hundreds of people. Mm. Um, you might have those sorts of relationships with a dozen, mm. less, mm. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how many friends you have. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not a dozen. Well, I was, <laughs> well, I was thinking of you guys. Really, it wasn't me. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, so there's a limited number of people, and again, that, I think that's helpful to kind of go. You know, there may be relationships with our neighbors or our coworkers where we might be able to have a conversation of faith. Maybe there's opportunity to bring that into it, and you know, we want to try to live like Jesus in every relationship, but you know, I think that the you know, the disappointment of how people are willing to engage with that, the potential for how that might pull a relationship apart. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think we're all, we're all really aware of that. You know, like mm-hmm. I've got a relationship at work and yet I'm afraid that if I talk about Jesus too much or if I push too hard, it'll just ruin the relationship. And I think that's a valid mm-hmm. concern. Like I think we need to be kind of, all right, let's work within the relationship relational context that, that I have yeah. and, and move forward with that. So I don't like, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, but, no, I think yeah. that's helpful. Yeah. That's a helpful kind of starting point to kind of, mm. I guess, just orientate your mind as you step into this space, yeah. because you do want to be intentional about like, I don't want to treat you as a project, but there yeah. are some, there are some uh, challenges that we might face along the way yeah. that, might make us lean that way or lean, as you said, lean out of it completely. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the depth of relationship is actually really important. Mm. Right? Like there are some people, you know, you hear the stories, people, they get on a plane, they sit next to a complete stranger and five minutes later, they're having a conversation about faith. Like that just doesn't happen to me. But mm. like, even if it did, that relationship is like, because it's, it's a stranger, we're on the plane to Melbourne for couple hours like you can say whatever you want yeah if they ask about jesus and we get into it and it gets uncomfortable it's only uncomfortable with two hours. <laughs> like i don't there's no relational risk mm. they're just gonna leave and go i met a weirdo on the plane and, yeah and i'll say the same right like it's um but the 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 depth of relationship the frequency of connectivity like all those sorts of things i think play into how we then uh, how we then face the opportunities that are given to us mm. as, as it goes so no, that's yeah. good All right. Well, let's get on to question three. So you've done the hard yards. You're the one. Oh. (laughs) You're the one in someone's life. That sounds more... Kind of confronting then. <laughs> okay, you're just a friend that they know. Who loves what does it look like to offer Jesus when the opportunity arises? Mm. Yeah. I think we're, we're often, I think we often assume that it's going to be words. Mm. 
Like it's like mm. it's almost like our default. If you got a little speech prepared here, it yeah. Is. yeah, and that the opportunity is going to take the shape of a question mm-hmm. about faith, or a you know um, uh, an opening about faith or mm. something, mm. and that kind of our default is like all we can do is words. Yeah, mm. and we say a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you want a question about Jesus? Here, boom. Yeah. In <laughs> the beginning, God yeah. not always coherent either. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I think that there's a few things to kind of speak into that. One is, you know, to your point, say less, like less is more, less is more, right? And it's that whole thing about, it's kind of like sowing seeds and looking for interest, right? It kind of becomes a matter of if someone asks a question, you almost want to ask a question back, Mm. You'll almost, you know, like I can give you the short answer. I can give you the long answer. Like, what do you want here? Mm. (laughs) You know, Uh, just give me the short answer. All right. You know, here it is. Jesus. Yeah. You know, (laughs) Um, and I think saying less and then kind of almost just seeing if there's more interest. Right. They ask a question. You tell them just a little bit. If they go, thanks. All right. And we're done. If they go, oh, well, what do you mean? Well, then you talk a little bit more. But I think we often kind of default to that prepared or yeah. or a speech that we think we should have prepared earlier, which yeah. we have not. And then we're and just so doing we it just on the throw fly. everything at the Well, wall. in the beginning, um, <laughs> yeah, there was a whole exactly. bunch of stuff. It took six days. Um, <laughs> That's right. And but, then, may, but maybe not really six yeah, days. Really, yeah. And I don't, don't ask me about dinosaurs. You know? <laughs> uh, and you very quickly kind of veer off into this largely incoherent, very large. Mm. Right now, there may be opportunities when someone actually says, you know, all right. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Mm. But those circumstances, I think, would be fairly few and far between. I do have probably, I think most people would be the same, the non-Christian friends. The most common way that faith is brought up is what do you think about this really hot topic in the church? Mm. And so do you want to get into the nitty gritty of that hot topic or like how do you kind of swing that back to like gospel Mm. message? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think, you know, in those circumstances, again, you want to say less. Like I think, again, we want to try to get to the whole, so do you believe in Jesus part? Mm. Eh, for most people, the question of what do you think of a particular hot topic is not only kind of an evaluation of you, mm. right? Like, so I have my opinion about this hot topic. I'm going to ask this Christian that I know what they think mm. and we're going to, and then we'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and let's, let's assume that, you know, we're friends, so I'm not trying to be antagonistic, but I'm, I'm curious. My curiosity is not really with Christianity as a faith system. Mm. It's just with this component of it. Mm. Um, and I think we, we, again, we just need to kind of say less in those circumstances. Say, well, this is what I think about it. Um, you know, here are the two or three reasons why I think that's important. You know, and again, if it's a hot topic, you tend to have a little bit more, there's more dialogue, um, uh, or opportunity to have like a longer conversation because most people realize that hot topics are not simple, Mm. right? You know, Mm. and that's the great benefit of a face to face Mm. in that sense. But I think again, using questions is really helpful, you know, like we tend to kind of launch into our answer, but it's almost like saying, what do you think I'm going to say? You know, you've asked me about this hot topic. What do you What do you reckon I'm going to say? Like, and why would you assume that? Mm-hmm. And why would you think that? You know, and then you can kind of address some of their 
some of the things that they might raise. And uh, yeah. we, we tend to, we tend to panic. I think, you know, the people <laughs> yes. have, have asked and we just kind of jump into it. So I think saying less, like just asking questions, like, like, what do you really want to know about that? Yeah. Or what, like, what's like, Oh, why do you ask? You know, like finding out a little bit more so we can, give a specific answer to a specific question, mm. right? You know, it was in first Peter, you know, always be prepared to give an answer mm. uh, for the hope that you have or give a reason for the hope that you have. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we need to kind of know what, what, what they're, uh, what they're dealing with. I think the other thing is that I think often we, we need to, um, we need to do the math a bit in our own heads about how our actions are tied to our faith, mm. if that makes sense. So in other words, we need to be more intentional and on purpose about being able to say, I want to act a particular way at work that reflects Jesus. How can I do that? Well, I'm going to do it in these ways in particular. I'm going to look for these certain opportunities. I think, you know, it's about connecting our occupations, for instance, the things that we do with our faith mm. and seeing that, you know, being, being a mom, being a midwife, being an office worker, being a school teacher, like how does that connect with mm. the kingdom? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm caring for people. I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm bringing life into the world and, and participating with God in that mm. process. Like mm. this is how God's designed the, like there's, and, and the, the more we can connect our actions with our faith deliberately and intentionally and go, yep, this is not just a job or a task or a thing, but this is part of my expression of my faith. Then that I think allows us as well to potentially speak into those sorts of spaces, mm. like almost to be on the front foot almost and mm. say, you know, oh, this is a really, I'm not sure how you'd, how this would come up in conversation, but to say that, you know, my job is a really important part of my faith. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. like I really feel like, you know, what God's called me into is, you know, part of his work on the, on the, on, 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 in the world. Mm. Um, and to be able to identify those things, I think then means that our, our faith is closer to the surface for us. Yeah. Right. Cause I think sometimes faith is too far below the surface of what we're doing. And so mm. we're having, we're working with someone and we're relating with someone. And then all of a sudden they ask a question of faith and we're like, Oh, I need to dredge this up. Yeah. You know, like and I the need work to, required to bring it to the surface. Yeah. What so do they say more. on Sunday? It's like, no, 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 no. What are you, like, <laughs> what are you thinking about now? And, and those yeah, things. Yeah. so I think that the, the more that we can bring faith closer to the surface of mm. our, of our work, mm. of our day to day lives so that there's more, you know, and the closer it is to the surface, the more, you know, the waves will break differently on it. The, yeah. you know, the, uh, you'll be able to see some of the contours of it. And that just, I think allows us to speak more naturally as well about where faith is relevant. Cause I think mm. that's a huge issue. Mm. You raised it in your message that, you know, there's some people who have had a bad experience of the church mm. or who just would expect that they would have a bad experience of the church. Yeah. But I think for lots of people, they just think the church is irrelevant. Mm. And so I think the more that we can make faith relevant yeah, and really kind of make the connections, right. And go this, you know, so it's one of the things that we want to be working a bit on as a, as a community of faith um, over the course of the year, that kind of faith work integration, you know, so I, I haven't seen the video, but I think it's the London Institute of Contemporary Christianity, I think is, I think is what it's called, but they've done a whole bunch of work helping people identify their, how their vocation mm. connects with 
their faith. Yeah. And like, like the example that was given to me about, you know, like the value of the work they, and there's a police officer does a bunch of, um, like guard work for, you know, politicians mm. and whatnot mm. in the UK. Um, and he was basically, essentially, as I understand it, the question was, you know, how does your faith connect with your job? And he's like, mm, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. And they're like, well, tell us a bit of what you do. And, and so he just kind of talked them through the week and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there was a situation where, you know, there was a bit of a kerfuffle. And so he kind of stepped in and just kind of, you know, separated the combatants and, you yeah. know, yeah. and the person who was kind of doing the interviewing, leading, facilitating said, oh, so you're a peacemaker. And this this cop just like tears up and just kind of goes, I never thought, I never thought that breaking up a fight was peacemaking in the sense of what God is seeking to do in the world. Like he'd never connected his faith. (laughs) Well, you think about then the power then Mm. of being able to connect Mm. the fact. So every time he breaks up a fight, every time he breaks, separates people who are kind of getting, you know, aggressive with one another, there's a part of him that they can go, this is part of my faith. I'm doing this not because I'm a cop. I'm doing this because I'm a Christian. I'm part of the restoration renewal of the world and bringing peace to a situation where there was no peace as part of what God's doing. All of a sudden, yeah, like it just yeah. brings it right yeah, to the yeah. surface. And so it's not something that he kind of leaves at home when he's closed mm. his Bible and his devotions that morning. Mm. It, no, it's something that's part of his day. So I think that there's, there's incredible value yeah. in doing that because I think it changes the scope of the opportunities because suddenly we can talk about our faith a little bit differently. Mm. Right? Like in, in a way that I, like I, I'm some degree, I can't, I mean, I can, what do you do? I work at a church. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. So there's kind of an obvious opportunity. But so. how do we bring our faith into our work? <laughs> you know? um, if you don't know that, I'm really concerned. <laughs> and, it, and it kind of, you know, culture that kind of almost shuts down the conversation, <laughs> right? Because people are kind of, oh, it's going to be about, you know, faith almost mm. automatically. Whereas I think if we, you know, in, in non pastoral roles in particular to mm. bring that forward and bring it closer to the surface, I think, yeah, it just gives us different opportunities for us to reflect on and just, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I can imagine that police officer kind of grinning after breaking up something yeah. and, and one yeah, of his yeah. colleagues going like, why what yeah. are you laughing about? And just to kind of go, Oh, listen, I, you know, you know, I'm a Christian and you know, part of what we believe is that God seeks to bring peace. And that's just a little example of, and I was just really reminded that in that I got an opportunity to, yeah. to live out my faith. And then you're not actually answering a question about faith, but you're certainly throwing some seeds out mm. there. You know, like mm. you're what? Yeah. I'm like, mm. Oh yeah. My job. It's just really meaningful for me because I see how it connects with what God's doing. And so I think that there'd be different opportunities that might yeah. arise from that rather than just kind of waiting for people to, Mm. you know mm. so awesome love i love that yeah mm. that gave me little tingles <laughs> yeah i i tried finding the the story mm. but i like i i'm either on the wrong website or well, i misheard about TikTok. who it was that's all i gotta say <laughs> you gotta get on tiktok i'm sure it's there <laughs> but I, so but i do hope to kind of actually track it down because i think that i'm fascinated by how they would lead someone thinking mm. to, to think through yeah. their um their their vocation yeah you know, whatever it is that they do and you could have a private little consult with everyone in the congregation being like so tell me what you do <laughs> well almost and like walking us through love that It'd be such a powerful exercise exercise, for us to kind of go, what is it that I do that uh, finds real alignment with Mm. what what God's Mm. doing, you know? And I think there'd be lots of, 
there'd be lots of ways that you could do that. I think mm-hmm. there'd be, you know, I think that we'd have to bring some creativity to mm. to some of it, but I think it'd be brilliant. Maybe so. some butcher's paper. Oh, <laughs> I love a I love a mind map. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, thanks heaps for that. Oh, I, there was lots in that. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. I appreciate your reflections on my son. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> there were only answers to questions raised by your I sermon. Yeah, yep. to have so good it wasn't it wasn't a reflection. <laughs> it wasn't a reflection on your mm-hmm. sermon, mm-hmm. So, no, which I thought was good. You did a good job. Yeah, a lot of people Look telling me. That. Look at what that. a great had a lot of what I've been sitting here for forty minutes <laughs> waiting for. Had, had that, a lot of people tell me they thought you did a great job, and I <laughs> I had yeah, to my agree. Thought you did so. a great job too. Oh, thanks, There you go. There you go. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time, right? Uh, indeed. Although, Jess, will you? No, not- you won't. <laughs> Let me just quickly check my diary. Uh, I'm gone. <laughs> and for two weeks. Two weeks. Oh Woo-hoo. gosh, yeah. You didn't mention that last week either. Yeah, you were just forgot. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a moment. So last even if week, even yeah. if even if it's not happening, you're not showing up next week. Absolutely just, not. I'm not doing the embarrassment. This again. Yeah. The embarrassment would keep you away. Yeah, yeah. It will. <laughs> All right. Well, I might as well say bye to both of you then. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have a great time, Jess. Thanks. We'll see you in Fortnite. All right. Bye. If you want to be a part of the conversation, head to slido.com, a live forum where you can submit your own questions or upvote someone else's. Then listen out in new episodes for the answer. Check our show notes for the Slido code. Today's episode was in response to the sermon preached at Gaimi Baptist Church during our Sunday services this past weekend. You can listen to that message again through our regular GBC Sermons podcast. You can also listen to the We Are The Church podcast, where we hear the stories of faith from those within our GBC community. You can find both of those podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big. Thank you.